love as our true essence yes love as our true essence we, we speak of the love that never dies yeah we speak of the love that can't be contained can't be understood it's the love that already is eternally here and now and love has no other desire but to fulfill itself love is here to fulfill itself love is love it is us you know, human beings that we've uh, given love so many tags so many labels love became very conditional and it's far away from the actual truth of the love that is always present in you. So the topic of the Sutra today, we will just dig a bit deeper into its essence of the Sutra, which is about desire and this desire for love. Because love, love is not an object. This is why we say you don't get love. You can't get love. It's a bit of an illusion when we actually believe that we get love. Love is not an object. And it's not an object of desire. Love is always now and here. It is ever present. So it's also quite not correct, you know, if you find yourself saying, oh, I should be more loving. I want to be more loving well you are infinite love you are that infinite love how can you want to be more or less of that which you already are So become aware when you see these uh, thoughts or emotions or certain energies. Maybe when you feel lonely or misunderstood or unacknowledged or unloved. You know, be, be aware, be present and aware 
to uh, you know have the, the the full clear seeing of what is being presented in in your moment and to recognize that what is being experienced might not be who you are but something you've carried with you or something that you've taught and believed in in essence it is a, a misidentification yeah a, a wrong idea of what you think you are though although you know you've heard a thousand times that you are that you are the absolute you are the infinite you are you know god self itself but but these remain to be a bit more on a maybe philosophical level or intellectual level but not directly experienced or could be experienced but some moments come where there is a a wrong idea of yourself arises again from your field it comes up in your consciousness it appears and it says i should be more loving or i i need to receive love i need desire want and that is simply um a misidentification of your infinity but of course that infinity you know it 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 requires your familiarization it requires your abidance to be experienced through it not by anything else So love is not an object of desire, just like joy is not an object of desire. So what is desire? What does it mean? It means that the present now is not sufficient enough. That's what desire is. Even if you desire, you know, the, the highest quality of love or you desire to be your true self, it's also quite incorrect when we dismantle this mechanism of desire. Something's not quite right. Because in your deepest core, essence which is nowhere else but here is already everything but yet we have this drive of desire of wanting to be something else even in spiritual terms i'm speaking on it doesn't matter of spirituality non-spirituality physicalities like it doesn't matter it's all it's all one it's all one 
We're not dividing anything here. It's, it's all included. Just so that you can tap into yourself and at least be honest, at least be truthful to you. You don't have to tell me or anybody, but just being truthful to you, to you. Because you might be aware, but you might not be aware of certain desires you're living with on a day-to-day -day basis, wanting something that you don't have. Well, that is quite incorrect because you are everything already. So it's a trap in itself when we desire something that we think that we are not, that we think that we don't have yet, and that we want it and it's coming, and we are hopeful for someday in our future that that desire will be fulfilled. And that is saying to God within, that is saying, Something is not quite right here. There's a lack. Something is not sufficient enough. While actually it is. That's the truth. It is. So that once again means that you're directing your focus and identifying with things that you are not. identifying with things, with objects, with thoughts, with memory, with energy, that you are not. So desire means projection, doesn't it? It's a projection to the next moment. That's what desire is. Now, even if it's a positive desire, don't be tricked. Here, we're, we're speaking beyond duality. Right? Don't be tricked by a good desire. Let's go deeper than that. Let's go beyond objectivity. And to come to the core of this mechanism that creates A feeling in the present now that something is not efficient, sufficient enough. A projection to the next moment. So desire also means being unaware of the infinity. Being unaware of the infinity. So this is why awareness is the key to dissolve any illusion. Your essence itself is the key to dissolve any illusion 
and see the truth of what actually is. So desire simply means you don't know yourself. You don't know who you are. You don't know yourself because if you do, if you do know your infinite nature, there's no room for desire. And in fact, this is why in many um, you know, sages and teachers would always say, Okay, all this desire, we need to clean it out, you know, it's not healthy for us. This desire is not healthy. But okay, there may be one, one desire, one desire. And this desire to remember who you are. Just one desire, just to know yourself. So love, love is not a subject of desire. We desire what we don't have. And yet you are love. God is love. The pure Light of consciousness is love. So you, there's no room for desiring something that you are. But when we look at desire as a as a as a mechanism as a function you know desire is uh, it's like a never-ending thread it always wants the next best thing or what it thinks it it needs to be fulfilled but what actually is happening desire is chasing you Everywhere you go, desire is chasing you. From the most gross to the most subtle. From wanting this and that in a physical level and wanting this and that on a spiritual level. Desire just keeps following you, keeps chasing you. And you can never like hold on to it. You can never get to it. Because a desire is, is never really, really fulfilled. If you notice, whenever you wanted something and you get it, the moment you have it, something changes. Your mind shifts to the next thing. 
So the desire continues. It just changes its forms and shapes, doesn't it? But it continues. You think you're free because the desires now are spiritual and not physical. It's the same thing, really. You're chasing something. You're, you're trying to, to get something and it just doesn't ever stop. Actually, this is why one of the most <laughs> amazing phrases and teachings of Papaji was to stop. Stop. Stop everything. Stop the search. Stop the desire. Stop. Because that's what's holding you in some kind of illusion. It's untruth. It's not real. When I heard um, in one satsang of Papaji, oh, it's so powerful. Like, stop, then the next question rises, but what about this? How do I achieve that? And stop, stop everything. And I relate that a lot with the desire. Because a desire never ends. It changes. So the desires keep changing and changing. One desire gives rise to another desire. It's like a mirage. And one of the biggest desires on this earth as human beings is actually love. <laughs> Isn't it? It's one of the biggest desire. Love. But love is not to be attained. You can't get it. You can't have it. It's, it's not yours as such has nothing to do with anyone in a personal way. But yet still we, we might struggle or find yourself to be challenged by love. Thinking it's missing or you, you don't have enough of it, or you are not enough. And you might state so many affirmations that you are, but it just doesn't really work. Deep down, you know, you know that. 
So that's why desires distract, isn't it? Desires are there distracting you out of that core uncomfortability, maybe, not to really touch that deep core unloving wound or abandonment or neglect. Usually there are wounds that it's, it might be too much for, for someone to really, really meet the deepest dark spots in our consciousness. But, but they're, they're not your nature. They're not you. So it's okay if you have to meet these uncomfortable parts. It's okay. The moment you surrender any control not to fully see it or meet it, the moment you can like, you know, slip, slip, surrender and let go. You're in, in an instant supported from, from God, from the divine. You're instantly supported and lifted and cared for. The higher vehicles take care of the lower vehicles. And with alongside with the higher vehicles come alongside so many beings that they're ready, ready, they're just ready. The moment you stop controlling or stop fighting or negating something, it's when they come right in supporting you. So desire is a bit like, you know, when you are sick and you have a fever, you know, there's a fever, there's some sickness. And when you have that fever, you, you, you know, it's so uncomfortable, it's so painful, you want it to go away. And once that fever is present in the sickness, now you, you can't think clearly, you can't see clear, you can't think right, you can't see the full picture because you're, you're sick, you know, there's a fever going on. It's the same when our soul and spirit and our consciousness is veiled. It's veiled, you can't see clear. We're trying to fight it all, but we can't see clear. We can't see the health, the health of, of our spirit and soul and consciousness. We can't see it. It's here, but it's kind of hidden somewhere. And then the moment you're back um, to your health, it's like, oh, Finally, I'm, I'm back to myself. I'm just back to myself. 
So desire obstructs your vision. Obstructs your 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 seeing, your pure seeing, it obstructs it. And desire is a is a trap within itself, is a labyrinth, is an a never-ending game. So beyond desire is your infinite loving nature. And it is really up to you to end the game. You can enjoy the game, or you can end the game. You can suffer in the game. You, you may bump your head through many walls through this game. It's, it's really, really up to you. Everyone has his own timing in everything. Everyone has his own lessons to learn. Every soul has its own experiences to experience, but you can end the game. And you can begin to be totally okay with this now and here. We may also say you, you take full ownership, but yet you're not the doer. Yeah, you're not trying to make something happen because you're not feeling good. Even that non-goodness is also okay. All of it is okay. Because all of it is already within your own consciousness. So there's no need to resist anything or fight with anything or wish that you're somewhere else in a future timeline or something or you don't have to cry out of for your past. And you don't have to chase desires in any ways. Just like we say, be for the sake of being. Be aware of awareness just for the sake of being aware. And same with love. Love is love. 
There's nothing else to it, though it's everything. But there's nothing else to add to it. And you are that love. So when we go beyond desire, the illness is uplifted, the illness is removed. You are in the healthy state that is already inside of you. Just as love is already there in you, as you. So don't desire for love, because love is love, and love is already here. And that's a much more profound way and more empowering way to be to be healthy. And I understand we live in a in a collective consciousness where desire is the key to many things. So you may feel you're swimming against a current. You may think, you know, this practice of going beyond this function might be something that would alienate you or something. Everywhere you look in the world, it's all driven by desires on many, many levels, many levels. And desire is what is the force behind every action of every human being. But we have a choice. We can choose to be in the game and we can choose to end the game. Because knowing who you are, remembering who you are, doesn't require a future. It doesn't need a future for that. It only has now. That's it. It only has now.
So this was in essence one of the many Bhakti Sutras of Sri Narada. In Sanskrit, it's just like a one sentence. <laughs> it's a one Sanskrit sentence. But here we open it up a bit and bring it through where we're at on this earth, in this timeline, where we are here now.